Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. All right, welcome to the A-Game Podcast on Monday. I believe it is December 12th. Just coming at you a little bit later in the day. Trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about today. So, uh, you know, we're coming up on the end of the year. Just flew in last night from New York on a last-minute trip. Um, and I was just looking over some of the different topics, and I figured maybe it was uh, a good one to just babble a little bit and talk about some of the things that uh, I struggled with over the year and some of the things that uh, worked out good and what the plan is for me for 2022 and some of the things I'm going to try and make an intention of doing different and uh, just hear people's feedback and thoughts on what they were doing good and bad and what they learned in 2021. Um, So I'll go through that a little bit. As usual, this is sponsored by Naked Warrior Recovery CBD. We are also sponsored by nationwide business capital group so if you need cbd or you need money go check out both of those companies under our affiliates link you can also get the podcast powerhouse train course if you want to have some uh, high level podcast stuff going on there it's great for the value it's i think under 100 bucks you can jump on there as well and if you're looking to get some uh some vas and figure out how you can work with them and start to interview them and get that going that's going to be under our nicknick.com slash links and then check under affiliates for that as well. And then you could also get our free checklist at www.nakednick.com slash bigger pockets. And uh, last but certainly not least, you know, just make sure you're please subscribing to the podcast and please following and interacting on social media. You know, little things go a long way for algorithms and for sponsors and for all that different stuff. So I know it's easy to scroll through or just to catch the clips and stuff, but uh, you know, you hear everybody say who has podcasts or is doing some sort of business oriented social media, it really does help. It really does make a difference. So I'm always trying to go out there and like and share and stuff, even if it's a platform that I don't have any followers, just to show support for other people that are in the industry that you know are out there putting the time, putting the work in. I'm always going to be a supportive person of that. I'm not going to be a hater. Um, so I'm always just trying to push through and, uh, be supportive of the community and hope some of it comes back. And if not, that's okay. I still like to support people. So, um, yeah, been an interesting year, been an interesting month. Um, I'm going to close out this podcast for December, probably starting December 21st. I'll do 10 episodes and I'm going to just do one every day of some of what, uh, some of the fan favorites, some of the ones that I think are relevant. So I'll just do a replay of 10 episodes that I think are uh, fun and relevant that people might have missed early on as the podcast has grown. So definitely look out for that. Or if there's any you prefer, um, hit me up. Let me know. Podcast at nicknick.com. So this year, 2021, uh, you know, 2020 was interesting. And I think we, a lot of us started to think 2021 was going to be better or easier or different or there's going to be more of a shift and i i feel like the not the whole country i don't want to generalize but uh, i feel like there's a lot of people living off of credit cards in life if that makes sense that they're kind of you know going on trips and they're they're turning down jobs and they're not showing up and they're they're quote unquote chasing their dreams but they're really just kind of killing time and I think 2022 is going to be one of the years that that bill shows up for all those bar tabs and foods and vacations that people were kind of living off of. And it's been a really weird year and probably, you know, one of my tougher years, 
Not really because of the business stuff, but this year there was a lot of things uh, that kind of piled on more on the, the personal side of things and just, just other stuff that was kind of going on in life. And then you throw in, I didn't have much of an outlet this year as much for jujitsu and there wasn't, uh, you know, you kind of stuck in one place and you have the whole pandemic thing and then just a lot at once. And, uh, you know, I, I think what it starts to do is, is paralyze your, or makes things a little, a little heavier on you. So one of the things that I definitely want to pay attention to in 2022 is I've heard Brandon Turner talk about light and heavy versus easy and hard. And I thought this was an interesting thing to think about when you're looking to delegate things. So real estate, I heard over and over again, one of the most recent quotes I heard that I thought were really great was it's very easy to learn, but very hard to do. So the stuff we talk about, if you want to call me, just ask me an answer to a question on real estate, I could probably answer 90% of the stuff that you want to know. And if not, I can make a phone call to somebody in my network and get you that answer. So pretty much 100% of the questions you have, I can answer or get answered for you. But that doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily do it because there's certain things that they're just not as easy to do in reality, or as much as people don't want to admit that there's a mental block or a mental game or a paralysis by analysis, it's out there and it's such a popular topic because it happens to everybody. So, you know, I think with that, it's interesting to pay attention to, it's not hard to pick up the phone and cold call. It's not hard to pick up the phone and talk to, to motivated sellers or to call buyers for acquisitions or to pull lists on one of these places or get skip traced or train a VA or train a closer or go walk properties or talk to people about raising money, like putting together spreadsheets or, or crunching numbers on that or fielding emails or putting some sort of campaign. None of that stuff's really necessarily hard. There's YouTube steps on all of it at one point, if you really want to do it. So what is it? It's that some of the things for you might be heavy and some of them might be light. There's things like you know, putting together podcast clips and things like that. I can jump on and do that when I'm watching TV. And then there's other things that for whatever reason, I find that I procrastinate on them. And for whatever reason, I just don't get them done till later on. I'm doing all the other easy stuff first. And that's probably because not that it's, it's a hard thing to do, but it's a heavy thing to do for me. It takes a lot of my energy. It takes a lot of my focus. And those tend to be the things that I stay away from a little bit more. So I'm really trying to do more this year. Um, awareness of each of the tasks I'm doing. And I'm trying to make sure I'm documenting what I'm doing throughout my day, at least for, I'm going to try and do it for the first quarter, because then I'll be able to see what is my timeline really looking like? What am I actually getting done every day? What times am I getting things done more? And then what feels bad and what feels good? What's moving the needle? What's not? What am I enjoying? What am I not? So like a good example is, I mean, I've, I've made so many phone calls over the years to sellers to clients to buyers to sellers to lenders to realtors to brokers to I mean I've, I've spent so much time on the phone but I could get on and I could be pretty good at acquisitions but that's not how you scale a business and as much as I've been having a lot of trouble hiring people this year that is going to be something that as I'm doing dispositions and I'm calling sellers and I'm talking to people about the money they can make on properties I enjoy that a lot more and I actually wouldn't mind sitting on the phone all day and calling people and telling them how badass this mobile home park is or this commercial building is, or talking them through some of their normal feels and concerns about investing out of state or what happens if some of these things go wrong or a tenant moves out or the contractor does like those things are, are fun for me. I've dealt with them. I've, I've conquered them. I've had so many issues with them that I've been through that I can bring something to the table and tell you, this is how I would fix that. I'm a phone call away. We can help get this done. You know, and kind of going through that process. So Knowing that 
that is something that is a revenue generating activity as well as acquisitions. I can't do both and really move the business as much as I need. I have to keep stopping and starting and stopping and starting. So taking that time now to realize that they're basically the same thing, but one of them feels heavier to me and one of them feels lighter to me. I have to assume that I'm going to be better in the meantime, at least at this stage, in focusing more on having myself do the dispositions until I'm ready to train somebody to go take something else on, which is also another option. I just don't want to do that right now because I kind of like it and making sure I get somebody in that seat for acquisitions, which is my next thing. So, um, you know, figure out what works best for you time-wise, document those things and document those processes. So when it does come time, you can have those things on a, a, a Loom video or a Zoom video or a YouTube video or something like that to figure it out and really start to stick to those routines. So I'm trying very hard to build habits. I'm trying very hard to look at every single minute of every single day. What is my decision? And having that internal battle of not letting the procrastination, not letting the uh, the paralysis by analysis or just in general, just sitting around and not getting things done. And I'm trying to really give myself that five second rule of, okay, don't snooze, go to bed. Um, don't snooze, get up, go to, go to the gym, call that person, pull up that spreadsheet, start working on this, get, get the momentum going and really trying to pay attention to that. So that's one thing, documenting things and figuring out what works for you, what doesn't for you, what you like, what you don't like, and then finding ways to start to make processes and delegate and put people into place for the things that you don't enjoy doing that are heavy for you. So you can focus on the other things. Now, again, that means you're eventually going to have to put somebody in every place. If none of this, you don't like doing acquisitions, you don't like doing dispositions, you don't like running the, like at some point, it's like, okay, well, what are you doing? So maybe you're just a business owner, which means you are going to have to train and hire out pretty much everybody. And then you're just going to be the person who oversees all of it. Or maybe you hire somebody to oversee and they just shoot you text message and email. So there's ways to put it together, but understand that when you're doing that, the more you're going to outsource stuff or start to give away the stuff that maybe you don't like, there might be a cost to that, which means you're going to have to pay for those people. So if you don't have a budget right now for uh, employees or for a team or for marketing, start to do it yourself. And again, figure it out what what pieces are missing? How many people can do this? And do I need a, a transaction coordinator? Do I need uh, you know, a, a VA to do cold calling? Can I just have one person doing it? Do I want to switch to maybe inbound marketing? There's so many different things. It's not a great answer, but that's my long, long story there. But long point is basically document, make processes, and then find people to take over those processes. And if you're looking for what you should start giving out first, delegating first, or hiring out first, Look at the things that are not necessarily hard, but the things that are heavy, that you're not getting done, that you don't enjoy doing, and whatever reason it is, whatever the mental block is. The next thing is hiring. So this is another thing I'm going to do a whole podcast on, whether or not uh, it's worth it to hire somebody. And I think I've learned a lot about this specifically this year. And I think one of the, or a couple of the big takeaways there, not necessarily stuff that you you learn that it's new, but you have these epiphanies that stuff just kind of sticks with you a little bit different. And for me, after talking to specifically Jason Portnoy, who's a, a marketing guy, hires teams, I could tell that he was having a very frustrating day. And I had been having one too, because I've gone through uh, a number of employees this year that just, some of them just didn't even make it to, to the first at bat. It's just crazy. It's been so hard this year to hire good people. And some of the good people I did have in the past because I was trying to do a lot of these other things that were probably too much at once that I probably should have balanced that out a little bit better. But I wear a lot of hats in my company right now, trying to reinvent stuff and, and change things. And, you know, there, there's just a lot that goes into to changing and building a business. So I like to be on the front line there. But, you know, I've learned that 
when you are going to have somebody who's good in your team, maybe not all the time, but at least at first, it's probably going to take more time, more communication and more energy, not less. And that's one of the biggest misconceptions is I think myself, as long as, as well as many other people I've talked to about this, you know what, I'm going to hire a team. I'm going to hire an assistant. Great. Now I'm going to have twice as much time. That's why I'm doing it. And, you know, I'll tell you, like at first, my executive assistant, for instance, who's excellent, so great. Um, but she was kind of taking over stuff that I knew what I needed. I don't have time to look over my credit card bills. I don't have time to see if there's a bunch of fraud, which there was like thousands of dollars of Uber fraud on my credit cards that she was like, look, these, you know, these are not your charges. You weren't even in the state. I'm going to call and I'm going to get these taken care of. You didn't get your, your airline credits here. You didn't get checked into this hotel here. I'm going to call and I'm going to make sure that they, they took that money off of your bill. So she just going back and looking through my statements and matching up kind of where I was and what I was doing, what the expenses were versus the income. She found so many things in there that kept her pretty busy the first few months of going and making sure I got money back into my account. That was money that I shouldn't have been charged for. Didn't, you know, the things like that. So th there was good goals there. And then starts to get my calendars together, starts to figure out the appointments, start to figure out how to talk to different people, what roles are, how we like to communicate. And then at some point, as the jobs change and they evolve, there is a need to now talk through those things. And, and when somebody's new, especially, you know, you hear a lot of people that talk about hiring, they don't want to hire somebody that is actually in real estate. They just want to hire maybe somebody who's good with statistics or analysis or spreadsheets or just people. So they're going to naturally have a lot more questions for stuff that you, if you're a black belt at this point, they have white belt questions. And sometimes you feel like you don't have the time to answer those, which is where I think I made the biggest mistake. You, you know, you get pages and pages of like, well, what do I do here? What do I do here? What do I do here? And then I started to look at it and go, this is another thing now that I'm going to have to go and answer these 15 questions on this thing. Meanwhile, my whole point was handing it off to this person so they could get it done. So I didn't have to deal with it because I'm so busy. And now I have to go back and take 30, 40 minutes to answer all these questions that I feel they should know anyway. And then when you calm down and you look at it, you go, well, why would I assume they know? And would I rather them just go do it? Or would I rather them do exactly what they just did and send me bulleted questions of, here's where I'm not clear on what you want me to do. Please explain it to me. Now, there will be a point where if I have to explain it two, three, four, five, six times and it's the same conversation, now we have a problem. But I want to welcome that. And that was 100% my fault because I needed to be more open to the communication. So I'm, again, going long here, you know, just got off a flight, just really did this on the fly to get something out for you guys and just kind of talk about some of the things bouncing around. I usually am more of a person who prepares outlines and things like that, but I didn't this time and it happened, so whatever. But in short there, the process has to be, I need to understand that anytime I'm taking on somebody who's going to be opening up more time for me to go enjoy myself or take on another leg in the business. I'm going to assume that the first three months are going to take up a lot more of my time. And I have to be prepared to be available to answer questions, to be open, to train them, and to set those time slots in as part of my day and figure out just how I want to communicate with them and train them to communicate with me that way. Okay. Email me questions. I'll answer them at night or text me on a WhatsApp or we'll get on a you know, Slack that everybody's using or whatever it is. But I do need to know that when you guys are hiring people, be prepared that there's going to be questions and it's going to take time. And the only way you're going to get somebody who's going to stick around and actually be a very key valuable asset is to put the time and the reps in now to answer their questions, 
to set them up for success, to give them confidence, and to communicate well. And if you don't have time to put into talking to that person and giving them the answers, you're setting them up for failure. And they're not really going to know how they're doing or how they're not doing. It's going to create some resentment and some tension, and it's not going to work out anyway. So, um, you know, I think that that was a huge thing for me. And I've started implementing that now because this last month or so, I've been looking for good people. And, you know, for instance, my my uh, my social media stuff, my podcast stuff, I, uh, I need to make a change there. Not because I wanted to. My guy was awesome, but, uh, you know, he's on to bigger, better things. So I'm happy for him. But you know, I got like 10 people and I was like, I'm going to give each of them a task because I don't know who's good. Everybody says they're going to do the same thing. And you'll hear me say a lot. I'm a game day guy. Everybody says what they're going to do, what they're going to do, what they're going to do. The only way you're really going to know is if you give them a shot to show you. And generally, you're going to know at that point who's who's in it to win it and who's not. And out of those 10 people, only one person even like bothered to put any sort of effort forward. So now I have to look at it and go, all right, well, I'm going to hire this person. And this sucks now, but look how much time it's taking me to do these things myself. I have to get somebody else to do that. So they started out, they did, I'd say like 70% of the job, but now they want to have a call. Hey, how's this? How's this? Can we get on a call? Can we get on a Zoom? Can we get on a call? Can we? I hate that stuff. I can't stand getting on the phone. I can't stand going and getting on Zooms, but it's such a mandatory part. So I have gotten myself mentally to the place where I knew I'm going to get somebody who's okay at this job but is trainable, seems to have a good foundation for this and can communicate with me. And then I'm going to communicate with them every day to get them to the point where I don't have to communicate with them every day anymore. And when I get them there this next month or two, it might be frustrating. It might not be the most convenient, but what that will open up for me is going to be huge. And just like any other person you're going to hire in your business, especially in the real estate side of it, you want to be slow to hire and quick to fire. So taking the time up front to really weed them out and to really look for the specific things and to give them these tests, I'd rather spend another month continually looking for the right person, knowing that if I'm going to have to put this time into training them, I'm going to take it a lot more serious when I'm going to hire this person than I am by just saying, okay, I found this person on Fiverr. I got a reference from this person. I'm just going to you know, jump in and hire them because I don't have time to kind of keep dealing through these candidates and get this stuff done. I'm again, shooting myself in the foot. I'm half-assing that and that's not good. So again, time blocking documenting the processes, finding out what works for you and what doesn't work for you, prioritizing those things, and then looking when you're going to hire those people out to prepare for the next quarter or the first time to be able to give them those videos for the documented processes when they're ready. Okay, here's most of what you're going to need. Now you come back to me daily with questions and get feedback. So, you know, simple things like, hey, don't go do this whole job and then have me tell you it's done wrong. Let's do it in pieces. So, do part one first, put it in a folder. Let me check it. I'll give it a thumbs up. Okay, now let's do part two. Let's check it, put it out here. So I'm giving them little tasks and bringing them along the way and kind of training them to get there. And I do think that that is going to be one of my more successful teams. Not that the other ones weren't great, but because I've changed my approach, understanding that they need me to help get them off the ground. And I'm going to commit to putting that time in initially. So that's another thing there. Uh, more stuff there is, um, you know, for 2021, I feel like there was still a lot of unknowns about what was going to happen in the market. You know, is Florida going to keep going up? Is Texas going to keep going up? Is there going to be a crash? What's going on with building? What's going on with permits? What's going on with rentals? What's going on with loans? And, you know, so many different things. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk of like, is it time to wait and buy? Or do you wait for a crash? Do you stock the, the money away for a recession? And I think I, uh, I probably should have been more aggressive in 
2021. So 2022, I am not only going to make it a point to be more aggressive with my real estate business, I'm also going to make sure that I set time restrictions for certain things for revenue generating activities to make sure I am putting the time in for the things they need. So for instance, if it's something with a podcast, it's going to be timed out for I can only work on the podcast during X hours, which are preferably not hours that I should be talking to buyers or sellers. If I'm looking for, um, let's say, uh, you know, I was talking to Chris Weidman about this, but like Facebook groups, you can eat up so much time on social media. But when I use social media, I use it with a direct purpose. So if I'm going in to say, I'm going to go on some mobile home park groups and I'm going to look for some buyers or some sellers or get some specific questions answered or get a team member out of this, I'm going to set time aside to say, you're going to go on Facebook or you're going to go on social media, you're going to go on LinkedIn from this time to this time with this purpose. You're not just going to go scroll, 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 scroll. And, uh, you know, I think that that's going to help me because, again, that is a revenue generating activity. But if you don't go in there with a sense of purpose, you can burn a lot of time there. And I am going to time these things. That's another thing I'm going to start to do. There's so many great timers, Pomodoro method timers and things like that on your phone that you can set on there. And I think being aware of that, you know, a similar example of my dad was playing solitaire and I was like, what do you do, man? You're playing solitaire all day, get off the computer. He goes, I'm just taking a 10 minute break. Take a 10 minute break, play solitaire. I go, great. I'm going to time you. I went and I did my thing. I came back down an hour and a half later. He was still sitting there and I went, hey, it's been an hour and a half. He went, oh, no, no way, no way. Yeah, it definitely has. Here's the proof. You said you were going to be there for 10 minutes. You didn't even realize you just burned an hour and a half playing solitaire on the computer. That happens to all of us. Get on social media, start scrolling, start looking at something, start answering messages. So things like that happen. So I think having the discipline, the responsibility, and the tools to actually log and track those things to, to see how much time you're burning or wasting and dedicate certain things towards a task. And again, when you're tracking these things, which again, it's, it's, I know how important it is. I just hate doing it. So it's pushing through and just growing on that. But you'll start to see, I need less of this. I need more of this. Maybe Facebook groups aren't getting me what I needed anymore. I need to go somewhere else. Maybe it's not even a social media thing. Maybe that's something I could outsource to a VA for $4 an hour to go on and, and ask those questions and do those things. And so there's stuff in there that you'll start to learn to adjust that are important that move the needle and that don't. So hiring people and um, having specific tasks during specific hours is another thing I'm really going to be conscious of and start to knock that out. And, and I've, I've been taking screenshots. So if anybody wants to know some ways to do this, you know, when you're following, I'd assume whatever you're marketing, if you're a marketing guy, if you're a jujitsu guy, if you're a real estate guy, stock guy, crypto guy, whatever it is, you're following other people, at least on podcasts or on social media, or you're in some sort of groups with them or masterminds with them ask them what they're doing, how they're putting their day together, or just look, because a lot of them are, are just posting it. So I've been looking for people in my realm that are posting what they're doing on a daily basis. So they'll literally take a picture of their Google calendar or of a time block sheet that they wrote on paper, or they'll make a, you know, a, take a screenshot of their whiteboard or whatever it is that they're taking. And I'll watch it from like 5 a.m. to 10 p.m., how they're breaking their day up, what they're doing every hour. And I'll take screenshots of that and I'll move it into a folder to look to see what can I take away from that? Who, whose schedule works for me? What really makes sense is something that I feel like I can do. Because just because Grant Cardone is doing something a certain way doesn't mean that that's how I will be able to do it. You know, again, heavy versus light. What's going on? How does my day look? Well, there's different things you need to do. So they're not all going to fit the exact same way. So find ones that work for you and just be open to that. It's going to adjust a little bit. So looking at those things and putting more time in, I think we'll move the needle more for acquiring more assets and getting more buyers. In. And that's the other thing is, you know, building relationships, I think is going to be something I'm going to put more time into really making sure 
you know, let me back this up. I got a lot of people that reached out to me this year from being on different podcasts and just being in different circles and so many people that were looking for something better in life this year after they never got back to work or their husband or life, wife, wife lost their job, or they just, you know, they're talking to more and more people who are making money doing crypto or whatever. So, and so many people reach out, but those people have all reached out on Facebook, on Instagram, on emails, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on TikTok, on a different email that they found on a different site, and then a different email, and then a different phone number. I have all these different ways to contact me. And I really have dropped the ball on getting back to all of them. And I need to work on finding stuff to go into one direction. So I'm looking at things like community, but I want to start to really move it towards like, this is the best way to contact me. So that way I can make sure everybody who's trying to get in touch with me to have me help them with some questions, help them buy real estate, sell real estate. They want a partner. They're looking for a team referral. They're looking for a loan or they just want to say hi. They just want to tell me their story. I want to have those conversations. So again, if anybody's listening and I haven't gotten back to you yet, don't take it personally. It's, it's not. And, you know, sometimes you find them buried in your freaking Instagram spam filters six months later. So definitely not intentional. It's one of the things that I've always wanted most out of this was I like the idea of having this person's calling buyers, this person's calling sellers. I'm out there doing the podcast. I'm out there going to masterminds. And then I'm just fielding the calls all day for, okay, we're at this. We need to close this out. What do you want to do? And then spending most of my day just talking to people and hearing their story and figuring out how we can work together and really nurturing and solidifying those relationships to not just have it to a place where, hey, sorry, I missed your call. What are you looking for? Here's a deal. And we're emailing and texting and I don't really know anything about them. What are they doing? Who are they? I really want to take time to dig in and have, you know, at least one real conversation with everybody that I'm dealing with and start to figure out who I click with and then start to build that VIP buyer seller partner thing up to figure out like which ones are really part of my core. Who really do I resonate with? Who I really want to maybe bring on or take care of or or focus on as like my key buyer, my key seller, or train them to be better sellers for my buy box or, you know, figure out how we can maybe, you know, I want to be open to taking less money this year and having more partnerships with people to, to get more doors, to put more opportunities in front of us, to make more money together and to really learn how to grow that way. Cause I, I feel like I didn't grow enough in 2020, 21, but I learned a lot and, you know, I plugged a lot of holes in my business, so it, it, it's okay. But I think that part of it is huge for me. So that step for me, if you're looking for like, okay, what's another thing I'm going to do in 2022, I'm going to focus on finding only one or two means of communications that people that want to buy, sell, or partner on business are going directly through that line. And then I'm going to be better at tracking them and making a point of reaching out and having a conversation with those people and really kind of nurturing and tracking and growing my investor and my network list. A huge thing there. So I'm going to start to keep pushing through that. And I think that that's going to be a game changer. It already has. As I'm, as I'm using some of these tools in Dispo and I'm calling people and having these conversations, what you're going to start to see is there's tons of tire kickers out there, tons of people that you don't gel with, tons of people that you can tell right off the bat they don't know what they're doing and they're not going to work well with you because you they don't listen or they don't talk the way you talk. But you'll get some people out of there that just get it and you just talk to them good and you're going, this is my kind of person. And even if this deal doesn't go, I'm going to stay in touch with this person and because we're going to find some way to make money together or maybe we don't make money together, but maybe, you know, we wind up grabbing a drink or hanging out or going to a fight or whatever that kind of stuff is. So doing that, I think, is a, is a big thing as well. Um, I am going to make sure I check some stuff off earlier in the year this year, some of the stuff that didn't get done on the bucket list, like the book that um, I'm going to be coming out with for some of the stuff from the guests on the show. 
I'm going to make a point to really get those things up and running in, in quarter one. Um, and I'm going to make a point of reaching back out to a lot of the past guests of this show and just checking in. And I do that to a point, but you know, it's, it's a strange thing. Cause you, you don't, you don't want to bother people. Sometimes you feel like you bother them enough just to come on. And then, you know, people get busy. So I, I do try and reach out and keep in touch with everybody, but I want to do something nice and make the guests feel special. So, you know, finding a way to do that or to make them really feel how appreciated they were for coming on and really, uh, open up some new gates here and, uh, start to really make sure I'm giving some more value back on the podcast is another thing as well. So. I'm going to start to do some of those Thursday episodes after we'll do the Monday episode with the guests and I'll come on and I'll try and really take away some key points, some action items that people can use. That's like really good direct info for investing or for life or for business that you can go, okay, cool. You know, this guy said 20 things. What would you be doing if you were me, if you started today and I'll jump on and say, okay, you know what, here, we just talked to so-and-so here's my takeaways. Here's what I thought were valuable for there. Here's what they would mean for me and my business. And Hopefully that helps you guys because that's really the point of this whole thing is, is giving you some information to give you some confidence to go out there or, you know, make you see that, hey, maybe me and you align well, so we should do something together. So that's another thing there. So hiring people with processes, uh, better lines of communication, more direct lines of communication, tracking my stuff, building my network, building my, my relationships, focusing on more revenue generating activities. And, uh, you know, one of the last things that I did not do well this year is write down my goals. So I have a few different boards around here. And I'm going to make sure that before the ball drops, I'm going to write out all my 2022 year end goals. So I'll at least do it for this year of these are the things that I want, and I'm going to put them in writing. And that board is just going to stay there for the whole year. And, uh, you know, my buddy Ally Quinta, again, check out his uh, Call Me Al show, amazing podcast on the HAPS app. And one of the best guys I know, him and Aaron are doing great things over there. I think that podcast is going to blow up and maybe be the podcast of 2022. So definitely check him out. But I remember when we had our first interview and he was talking about how the only goals he hasn't achieved are the ones that he hasn't written down. And I really have heard that a lot when I'm interviewing some of these, these really successful investors and business people, they refer back to, Hey, here's where I said I was going to own 20 houses by this date. Now it's it's that date and I have 40 houses or it's three years later and I have 200 houses or whatever it may be. I own a million crypto X, Y, and Z. So I can't ignore the fact that that keeps coming up and that's something that I haven't done. So I really want to be more goal oriented this year. And I'm going to start out and make very specific goals. What do I want on single family? What do I want to do on wholesales? How many buyers do I want to do on Dispo? What do I want my day to look like? Are there any trips I want to take? How much jujitsu do I want to get into? What are some of my health goals? What do I want to do for my family? What do I want to, you know, what do I want to have for, for rentals, for sub twos, for flips, for wholesales? How much money do I want to have in marketing? How many people do I want to have on my team? So I'm going to get really down and dirty and take a day to kind of map that out and put it on there and then just start to reverse engineer and work towards that. And that's, again, one of those things that's easy and light versus hard, not hard. I have known to do that since the day I started for 15 years, people have been telling me to do that. And sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't, but it hasn't been a habit that's stuck. And I think it's because for me, that's, that's heavy work. It's not, it's not hard. Take a pen, write it out. Probably takes 15 minutes to do, but for me, for whatever reason, it's been a heavy thing and I just haven't found the time to do it. So I'm going to push myself. And I think going full circle, all those things that you push on the back burner and all those things that feel like heavy work, when you push yourself to just get them done or to solve that problem anyway and go, okay, maybe I didn't do it, but I got somebody to do it. Now I can check that box. That all helps you grow. That all helps build momentum for you. It helps build confidence. It helps build bad, uh, <laughs> helps build good habits. 
And uh, I think all that stuff translates into better business and you being a better person overall. And again, I, I, I got some health stuff squared away this year. So I feel like I can really hopefully focus a little bit more on turning my energy towards some of these good productive things and uh, just not being scared of what's going to happen in the market and just not being scared of what people think or, or any of that stuff, you know, not, not to sound mean or rude or anything, but I, you know, I almost really just don't want to give a shit this year. I want to take that same green excitement and tenacity I had when I first started, because the truth is the less I know, the more I did. I have so much knowledge up in my big fat head now that you start to overcomplicate things because you get one guy who's doing great doing this and another guy lost everything doing that. One guy's doing crypto and then the other guy hates crypto. You know, so I've almost overwhelmed myself to the point that sometimes I'm I'm second guessing or overanalyzing things. And that's never been in my nature. I've always been a person who just kind of goes and starts throwing punches. So I want to be more like that this year. And I'm going to make a conscious effort to do that, but to do that responsibly, because again, I am now a savvy business guy and an experienced real estate investor, and I'm a lot more mature and a lot later in life. So I don't want to go just recklessly forward. So I feel like there's a great way to map out that battle and that attack plan for 2022 and to really create those side habits and make all those things to, sh to make myself stick through it, to find better ways to do those things and to really make sure that I am working towards something instead of just flying by the seat of my pants. Even though I, I still probably do a ton more than the average bear, I'm dealing with people every day that are the highest of the highest level. And when you watch how they're operating, you know, you just keep seeing that the waters keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper and the goal line keeps getting moved further and further and further. And there's a, a, a frustrating and overwhelming part to that. And then there's an exciting part to that of going like, that's the whole point. You know, I, I have this amazing opportunity with this podcast to talk to some of the most successful people in, in any business. And, and I have conversations with them every week, sometimes multiple times a week of multi multi-millionaires who have figured it out. So for me to not be implementing those things, I think is crazy. And I think on the last thing here, that's something that I just thought of is I am going to make a point to have one action item takeaway from each episode that I put that week into my business or into my personal life, whatever it may be. And I'm going to make a real point of doing that this year as well. So, and, and I'll tell you guys what it is when we do the follow-up episodes on the Thursdays, I'll take those and I'll, and I'll, I'll use those. And hopefully, you know, that's 52 new lessons that I can do each year. And if I only wind up keeping half of them by the end of the year, but they've helped me get some time back, get some life back, get some health back or get some money, money in my pocket, it's worth it. So again, not a lot of structure in this episode, but more real estate, more jujitsu, more conversations with friends and new business associations, and just more eye on the prize and focus and planning. It's the way I'm going to handle my 2022. I hope to spend a lot more time uh, seeing people face-to-face -face in person, whether it's New York or Chicago or at a mastermind, preferably somewhere warm. Definitely have Hawaii on my list this year. Definitely have Italy again on my list this year. And uh, yeah, you know, looking forward to it. So uh, hopefully that was somewhat helpful or at least got you thinking about some things that you might want to be doing that you could take away that maybe you don't want to do the same things as me, but it triggered some stuff that you do want to do. And once again, knowing what you don't want is just as important as knowing what you do want. So I hope this had some bearing on your day or your plans for 2022 or got the wheels turning for your thought process of how to evaluate your past year and some of the things you did right or wrong. So, you know, I definitely... I definitely sold some great real estate this year. I definitely bought some great real estate this year. I definitely tried new strategies this year and just learned along the way and pulled the trigger and did it and got them done and saw them through. And 
You know, so there, there's a lot of good things that happened this year. And there's a lot of stuff that I did to move the needle and to grow. And then, uh, you know, there's also things that I regret. And that's always been my biggest driver in life is I'd rather fail than regret not trying. And as stupid as cliche that sounds, that's just the truth, man. So getting out there and uh, just kind of doing my thing and hopefully doing my thing with some of you would be a great thing. So I hope everybody has a great uh, holiday season, great December, stays warm, has a great time with their family get some good food in there and just relaxes a little bit after a, a hard working year that you all had and gear up strong and rest up to get 2022 going. This will probably be the last po live podcast they do for the end of the year. And again, starting on the 21st, I'll knock out 10 episodes and I'll do a little something before and after, but I appreciate everybody who's been listening, everybody who's been supportive, everybody who's been sharing, everybody who's been reaching out to me with comments and just being a, being a good person and a good friend and a good business associate and supporting myself on the podcast. It does not go unnoticed. And I thank everybody for it. Um, I'm really excited to watch everybody grow together in 2022. Thank you for putting up with me. Have a great day.